Well, well, well. Good morning, Ty. Good morning, Eric. Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh, the best and potentially only podcast dedicated entirely to Subway and all other matters of cultural interest. That means uh, we're potentially the best and worst. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, That's the danger with being the only one is you you get what you get. If you want to listen to people talk about Subway sandwiches, this is the place to go. And it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I imagine we'll be the only one for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't see Subway bouncing back in terms of cultural relevance. No, and I, I, I don't see our any any competitors popping up out of nowhere right now. I feel like if someone observed what we're doing, they would say that this is already a overtly crowded area to to pod. Yeah, way too saturated uh, for mm-hmm. you broke boys. You know what I'm saying? Preach it. <laughs> um, so we have lots to talk about today, man. This is a special episode. This is a special uh, extra extendo clip episode, uh, double in length, double in inches, because we missed last Friday. That just means you get two uh, two episodes in one on a nice Tuesday morning here. That's right. Yeah, we uh, we really dropped the meatball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That meatball really busted out the side of the bun here, and uh, mm-hmm. we weren't able to you know recoup so anyways Mm -hmm, here we are today so we will come through we don't want to let the breadheads down we know how much uh consistency matters to you that's why you love subway that's why you love us Mm -hmm. yeah so we come through yeah much like the way a welder might squirt mustard on their sandwich uh we're coming through perfectly level and uh even on both sides (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm uh nicely applied pressure (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess in the last week we've had some nice lunches do you want to should we start there should we talk about some food we've been eating well yeah we should catch catch the team up on what we've been mowing on yeah Uh, do you want to go first or should i talk about uh some some uh... i want you had a really good sandwich the other day and i think given that (laughs) this is a sandwich themed podcast it would be appropriate to start there well, that's great. Um, yeah, let's do that. So let's see. We had Canadian Thanksgiving um, last weekend yeah, or a couple weekends ago. Um, yes, sir. So, so last week that meant I had some leftover turkey in the fridge. So, of course, leftover meats always lends itself to the best sandwich. I mean, that's mm. what Subway uses. It's all leftover meats from the nearby restaurants. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just, they're working with scraps your plate. over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you eat at a fucking like St. Lawrence or something down the street, they're scraping off that that nice uh, turkey off of your plate when you're done, and and they're shipping it down the street to Subway. Yeah, uh, they're so they're pulling a straight up Tiger King. You know, they're buying all the expired meat from Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, never eat at Subway on a Monday because that's when all the scraps from the weekend show up. Ooh. Um, Hot tip. Wise words. So anyways, yeah, leftover turkey. So what I did was I just like toasted some bread. Um, On my last trip to Whole Foods, I picked up some specialty mustard, which I'm excited to share with you today. Um, Wow. I also picked up some mayonnaise. So let me just walk through this mustard. So first of all, have you been to Montreal ever, Ty? I have never been to our, uh, our wonderful Montreal no okay well basically in montreal i think the best restaurant is this one called joe beef obviously you would never go there because it's like literally all like meat products Um, probably a bunch of average joes too yeah but there's nothing average about this food here so yeah i was super super impressed with them and for some reason whole foods carries like a bunch of different like sauces and spice rubs and stuff like that that's like joe beef branded so i had to pick up yeah i had to pick up the smoked apple mustard uh that they carry yes sir and (laughs) this is like a sleep a sleeper butcher shop in montreal makes some fire sauces that whole foods carries am i understanding this right yeah i don't know if it's a butcher shop i think it's really just like a high-end restaurant that serves like they like really celebrate like um not just like 
typical like cuts of meat that you might find at like any like cactus club or something but like really go in on uh like they have like liver and like all kinds of like seafood too and and things like that like they're definitely like more experimental in terms of like what their meat offering is so i'm surprised they're able to get away with a name like joe in montreal you think they would go for something a bit more français like louis or alexandre meat Raphael meat <laughs> yeah yeah little france francois or something um no sir it's just joe regular joe blow here regular um, joe blow yeah but uh yeah, I was I was a big fan of this mustard. Um, it's pretty much like like a honey Dijon, but it's smoked apple instead. So nice little sweet uh, flavor profile there. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mix that with my mustard, a little uh, mayo mustard concoction going. Some thick slices of turkey. Um, I also chopped up some jalapenos. Just sprinkled that on there. Ooh, and, yeah, don't uh, bring the heat. And then a nice thick slice of Gruyere cheese, and that's it. That is a fantastic sandwich. I would love to have Gruyere cheese on the menu at Subway. It is such oh, a yeah. such an ad. Totally, it's uh like the my favorite expensive cheese. You know, <laughs> me like, too. Like it's almost a dollar per slice. <laughs> but you know what? What I love about it is that it like feels creamy, even though it's sliceable. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Hmm. Yeah, totally. And um, it's like um, kind of like aged. It's like a little bit sharp, but not not too much. It's mm. like enough uh, enough to like make you notice it when it's in the in your sandwich, but it's not like overpowering like a blue cheese, for example. Yeah, really, it's probably the most unoffensive cheese. I like, mean, unoffensive cheese with character. <laughs> yeah, totally. That still has a personality. It's like the most likable cheese at a party. Like yeah, exactly. it's, it's the cheese everyone wants to get to know. It's the cheese all the girls want to smash and all the guys want to be friends with. Yeah. It's like the girls want to fuck and the guys want to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to be Gary Air on the, on the charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like understated, but when you get to know it, it's like, wow, it really blows you away, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, you don't want to be the blue cheese at the party who's just like fucking loud and blacking out at like 11 p.m no but you don't want to just be a slice of cheddar either like people can have that anywhere yeah exactly we don't we don't fuck with cheddar on this side man no um but yeah that was my sandwich it was very very good good use of leftovers i i love it i'm curious more about this mustard the smoked apple mustard is it like a cd mustard is it um like more of a beer mustard a yellow mustard a dijon Mm. Well, you know what? Um, when I initially went to the Toll Foods, I was aiming for like a seeded Dijon. Um, and this caught my eye. And so I, I actually changed gears and I went with that instead. The mustard itself, it's like smooth. It's like a dark caramelly brown. It's actually like kind of interesting looking. Um, and it's like really sweet. I don't know. I don't know if I would even compare it to a Dijon. Like it's it's pretty sweet. It's like almost like a, like a honey mustard dip you might get with your chicken nuggets. <laughs> Hell yeah. You got that tang, right? That yeah, big tang. I got to totally uh, dip some fries in there too. That would be awesome. Uh, I love a good fry-in mustard. A what mustard? A fry-in mustard. Oh, oh yeah, 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 100%. That. What's, uh, what's like the... Okay, let's just get into, right, get into this right now. What's your like... Favorite <laughs> fried dipping uh, situation. <laughs> so, I, I okay. I'm a I'm a bit of a um, traditionalist. I love my fries with a little bit of ketchup, but I don't fuck with no Heinz. I like a, like a homemade ketchup or like a like a spicy ketchup with like a little bit of cumin in it. Wow. Yeah, I think that's our like, pita bestie. Exactly. Damn. Is bestie gone? Bestie's done, dude. This is a sad day. Really? Yeah, dude, My breaking news on the pod. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Bestie, for those listening, was uh, like German sausage currywurst place here in Vancouver. Um, and they recently shut down due to the novel coronavirus. Mm, they just couldn't keep the up. 
Yeah, they caught the bug. With it. Oh, yeah. hell no, man. That's giving yeah. me the big sad. Yeah, it was one of those places um, that was like, tasted amazing and you always wanted to go. But then mm-hmm. usually you end up not going there because you remember how bad you smell after you leave. Which is weird because that doesn't stop us from going to Subway and it's the same result. <laughs> exactly. Damn. So now we'll have to find a different uh, sausage parlor to uh, scent up at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Alibi Room does a decent spicy ketchup still. So we are not... Uh, we haven't eradicated right. the spicy ketchup from Vancouver. <laughs> That's right, yeah. The virus lives on. Yeah, it's true. The spicy ketchup is the real virus. No, I love yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, I'm a purist. Uh, I'll dip my fries in a little bit of ketchup. I love uh, Whenever I'm eating some hot and cold food, There is a, a, I do get a, a little... I get a little off of the novelty of dipping fries in ice cream, but um, I kind of, like nervous to admit that because that seems like something like a Scorpio would do. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> like you just randomly pull a like astrology sign out of your ass and say that's what they do. <laughs> like, what, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Well, that's what like all the horoscope people do, right? They just randomly pull a, a trait and a horoscope and just like force them to make love together. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's what the horoscope writing committee does. They just spin a wheel and then they align on like, okay, Scorpio's having a bad week, guys. So that's everyone write in a bad week for Scorpios. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, Pisces might have a like love interest this week. Let's let's write that in. Libra is feeling aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's all bullshit anyway. Like you just write the most vague thing and then you know everyone identifies with it kind of like the menu offering at subway yeah well exactly um and that's why it's like it's just one more reason not to trust like girls with nose rings and girls with like colored hair because like they are like the primary (laughs) (laughs) like they they preach the horoscopes more than anybody damn i'm sure everyone on the call including me just pictured somebody exactly everyone that they they know yeah (laughs) Yeah, they probably have a tarot card reading business on Facebook and they invite you to like it. Mm. And then self-identify as an e-girl. Oh, shit. Hey, aren't, yeah. aren't you into e-girls, Eric? I, I'm into e-girls, yeah. Some would call me an e-boy, but that leaves, something, <laughs> <laughs> that leaves uh, room for interpretation, I guess. Oh, shit. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Well, let's Anyways. move back to uh, Subway a little bit. That was yeah, a fantastic quick, quick sandwich. Yeah, Thank a fantastic you. sandwich that you just shared. I would love to have a foot-long version of that. Everything about it. Holy shit, The mustard, yeah. the mayo, the day-old meats. Oh, dude, week, week-old meats. Week-old meats. We're going five business days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like yeah. the standard shipping equivalent of meat. Yeah, exactly. um what are you eating these days sir i think apples are a theme because uh it is fall apples are have been like mostly harvested by now tis the season so i've been dining on like some apple themed dishes i actually i was in when i was in the okanagan a few weeks back i picked up they were selling these like bags of apples that were an entire color spectrum of apples so you you don't just buy a bag of green apples Mm. or a bag of red apples you actually have some reds some yellows some greens kind of some orangey ones and some brown ones and the way they had arranged it was actually in a color spectrum in the bag so you're kind of buying like a sack of rainbow wow heirloom apples heirloom apples exactly so i brought home this uh spectrum bag and i've been trying to look for creative ways to work it into dishes because when you have like I have like literally 40 apples right now in my fridge <laughs> and I'm only one wow. man. I'm a mortal. Wow. So... Yeah. Are you making smoothies and are you getting creative with like that side of it as well? Mm-hmm. I'm getting into smoothies. I'm getting into salads. I'm even just like raw dog in the apple, just biting straight into it. And I don't normally do that. Uh, but the most 
exciting dish I've been able to create is like this apple spiced tofu crumble bowl. Basically what it is, is you take some tofu and you season it with some nutmeg and some cinnamon and some other kind of like fall spices, fry that up, coat your apples in some cinnamon as well. Fry like chop it all up into little cubes and you got all these little cubes of tofu and apple kind of fry in together and simmering. You got Mm. kind of like an apple cider vinegar sauce. And then you top it all with like some pecans, some toasted light, gently toasted pecan. And you get this like really nice fall flavored dish. Wow. That sounds so beautiful. I also Mm -hmm. love the notion of a a gently toasted pecan. (laughs) Yeah. The trick for all the nut heads on the call is you want to toast your nuts until they become fragrant. It's usually only like 30, 45 seconds on a frying pan. Um, Mm. And then they'll burn really quickly and you'll compromise the flavor. So just toast it till you can, the aroma really speaks to you and then get that off heat. Mm. Wow, that sounds really good. Um, When you were describing the tofu and apple kind of uh, saute mixture thing, it made me think of like, like a apple crisp too. Like you get a nice caramelization on, on your apples and then you add some cinnamon and there's your dessert right there. Like apples are so like versatile. Like when you add them to a savory dish, it's like a nice little touch of sweet, but they're also like, they can be the star of the show too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally agree. It is one of the most versatile fruits in that sense. And that's why I'm surprised that because of its um, accessibility and versatility that we don't see it anywhere on the subway menu. Mm, interesting. So I you wouldn't put like- kind of a wild card. It is a little bit of a wild card in the sandwich world. You could potentially do like an apple chutney as a sauce option. Mm, yeah. Or even like slices. Yeah. You see you a lot of the failing how, fast um... foods. A lot of the failing <laughs> fast foods are doing like apples as a side option. Just like, exactly like a side of say. apple. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Um, like a uh, side of apple or like yogurt. <laughs> Yeah, with your with seems, your happy meal. Yeah, it seems stupid. It seems like something uh actually that like crooked Quiznos would try to pull off to yeah. appeal to the health health craze. Yeah, try to be trendy and offer like a apple walnut sandwich. Mm-hmm. Damn man, Ooh, it does sound good though. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the that's what's on the menu for me lately: apples, all all sorts of apples. Wow, and I love how um they'll give it to you as a like mixed bag, if you will, <laughs> like spectrum. <laughs> um, because yeah, like what, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they all taste like. I just want to try them all. I know. And I really, you, you only ever really have like one apple at a time. So it's difficult to even understand the difference between like a red delicious versus a gala versus a Fuji versus a granny Smith. Right. Like even, mm. even now I'm trying to figure it out. I don't even know what apple I'm picking up. <laughs> It's so hard yeah. to identify them. Yeah, true. If only you could have like an apple flight. That's a great idea. Fruit stands should offer apple flights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy, that that's dangerously close to the like, um, like beer yoga world. You know, walk me through the beer <laughs> yoga world. Like, um, where basically white girls will try to make. Uh, some kind of just like novel like bullshit thing like uh it's like oh it's yoga but you drink beer while doing it or like oh it's a kombucha flight it's just like hipstery Mm. and like and like whack i don't know how else to describe it yeah i get you um there's some it's like a very postmodern concept to try to blend two trendy ideas like cider and like painting <laughs> you know <laughs> pottery it's like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make bowls and drink ipas it's like wow, yeah, exactly. wow that can't get any more 2019 yeah um yeah it's like we're gonna like pinot noir and paddle boarding tonight <laughs> yeah honestly but at the same time i see these kinds of like i'm gonna call this remix culture um this kind of like remix remix culture concept is a great place for Subway to associate itself with the cultural movement because Subway already 
has something that they're doing well. It's not arbitrary. It's sandwiches. <laughs> they kill it in that department. So like, what are some appropriate, <laughs> what are some other things that people like to do that having a sandwich while doing it would actually make it better? Like, mm. I don't want to sip Pinot Noir while I'm on a paddle board. That's, that sounds like a worse experience for both. But yeah. there's some situations where the combination of the two, like both an activity and a, probably a consumable of some sort can come mm-hmm. together and uh, benefit each other. So like, think about like a situation, Eric, where you would wish you had a sandwich and that would make it better. What are those situations? Oh, wow. Um, honestly, it's, it's usually a setting that I think of first, like like at the beach or at the park those are great settings to eat a sandwich at um in terms of activities i mean if i'm like in a in some sort of vehicle i could see that being one like if i'm in a if i'm off-roading and i'm sitting in the back seat Mm. i might i might want to have like a quick six inch you know yeah the 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 vehicle is a great option like i would be i would love to be in the back seat of a tesla and just like snacking on a six inch Mm-hmm. like if i'm in a dune buggy going going 50 kilometers an hour over some sand dunes um i don't it doesn't matter how violently we're shaking and turning and all that the sandwich is going to remain intact so i think it actually lends itself well to um a very dynamic kind of activity like that it's a good point um <laughs> we've talked a lot about how like the wrapping of the sandwich enables it to be a bit more portable i think it's going like, a very portable um, uh, packaging. So you mm-hmm. could ha- bring that thing onto a dude <laughs> buggy and pop her open and mow down. Yeah. yeah, except there's one fatal design flaw with how they wrapped it. So like, you know how they chop it in the middle and then like mm-hmm. they ask you at the front, like, hey, do you want a bag? And then it's usually a no because as we know, we never take the sandwich outside of Subway. We, eat, we always eat it there. True. So you pick up the bag like the paper wrapped sandwich and you're holding it with one hand in the middle. And then it's just like, because it's cut in the middle, it's also like slumped over your hand on both sides. Oh yeah. You get this like upside down V shape. It's like your sandwich starts to look like a boomerang. Yeah. It's like a parabola and you're just like carrying this, like it looks like a wet hot dog, just like slumped over your hand. Mm, over to your shall, desk. I think we should uh, refer to this for, uh, from here forward as the parabola problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, the, the wrapping itself is quite good. Although I'm still pretty skeptical of when people are, you know, when they eat it like a burrito and they like slowly tear away the top of it as, as mm-hmm. they're eating. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little suspect to me. I don't know how I feel about it. it the, I see this as like a new age like consumption pattern. The tear away move. Like <laughs> yeah. you're eating the sandwich or the burrito in this case, like vertically, which is like... A, a completely unnatural shape for a meal <laughs> to have uh-huh. that much height and that little base. Mm. So you can never place it, put it down. You have to compromise that shape to put it down. You have to go horizontal. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a human in that sense. It has to lay down and go to sleep. Yeah, no kidding. But then it's this like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's like anything in a tube form is unnatural. Like nothing in nature is given to you in a tube form that you just eat like that, you know? I'm racking my brain right now for something that does. Maybe a carrot. <laughs> a carrot? I guess <laughs> a carrot like a vegetable. Tubular. But yeah. you know, anything um, like the most primal like eating form is probably a bowl. It's just like a bunch of stuff kind of like mashed together. And then yeah. you just like pick it up with your hands. The hands are the most primal bowl. The hands were the first <laughs> bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine you just like like crumple up your sandwich and then bowl it? Yeah, that would be, well, That I feel like that would help with digestion and it would feel more natural, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. So really, like, humans started eating, I wouldn't even call them bowls, it was more like piles. They would find a pile of something and they would eat the pile. They Then they started scooping it in their hands. That was the first bowl. And now, flash forward 2020, we have these, like, vertical tubular wraps <laughs> and sandwiches that completely defy physics. <laughs> so now you have this like innovation we, we we can't go back we can't backpedal 
we're, we're, we know what we have now. We have a vertical sandwich that you're eating and you have this new tearaway technology in order to get deeper in the sandwich as you eat. Mm-hmm. So are we evolving like towards something greater or are we just, is this like a Darwinian kind of evolution where it's mm. just, it's just, just an exploration that like might die out. Mm. It's interesting. I think the tube is an evolution because you're like minimizing the cognitive load it takes to consume your meal. It's like you're only, you only have to eat in one direction, you know, mm. it's like, here's the start of the sandwich. Here's the end of the sandwich. I just go from A to B. Um, whereas like, if you have a plate of stuff, you are like, you know, you're, it's like a circle. You're, you're eating different parts of it at different times. There's more thinking involved. Like, okay, what pairs well in a single bite? Whereas all that work is done for you in a sandwich, especially at That's Subway. Good point. Yeah. And I would also say that uh, it eliminates sauce management because mm-hmm. all of your sauce just like drips down into the tube as you're eating. So it's presuming that like, I guess it will get saucier the more you eat down, but you don't have to worry about drippage. Mm-hmm. I guess what um, I'm skeptical about is the fact that you like miss out on this presentation moment where you have your paper like nicely opened up and you have your sandwich there sitting there and you have to like flip it upside down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, um, the big reveal. The big reveal. It's a two part thing like you unwrap your sandwich and then you have to like flip your sandwich over and um you also don't know how long it is if you're just slowly unwrapping it like by the time you get to the end you're like wait was that 11 inches or 12 and subway is just not held accountable that's a good point you never really get to evaluate the entire meal Mm -hmm. the i've i think i've heard this before someone say uh like you first do eat with your eyes that's why mm-hmm. presentation is so important. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point. Uh, and when you think about higher quality meals, it's all about presentation. Like broke boys care about quantity, middle-class boring people. Or sorry, broke boys care about quantity. <laughs> middle-class boring people care about quality. And like high-end cultural influencers like ourselves care about presentation. <laughs> exactly so neither quality or quantity matter it's all about uh, how do i feel while eating this yeah exactly like Mm -hmm. if you go to like nobu for some like uh like unami sea bass then like quality is expected you know so Mm -hmm. now you're just looking for presentation the bar is Mm -hmm. quality yeah much like how we would evaluate um like a some user interface you know we would look at it in three ways functionality usability and aesthetic and what you're saying is us as high level cultural commentators we gear towards the aesthetic because that is the most poetic form of um eating and evaluating exactly and at the tier that we are at the functionality and the usability should be best as possible as a given yeah exactly you 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 wouldn't even waste your time with something that didn't work that's why this that's why the the I'm I'm skeptical of the tube the tube approach to sandwich consumption. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you're really you're like cutting out the aesthetic and the usability, arguably worse. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I probably wouldn't want to eat a subway sandwich on the back of a what do you say a four by four? I said dune buggy. <laughs> a dune buggy, um, or even actually now that I think about it, the back of a Tesla because both of those scenarios kind of require you to take the tube approach to sandwich consumption. I want to lay my sandwich horizontally. I want it to be presented out to me um, just full full spread. Mm, that's a very good point. And then, you know, if you have any kind of sauce drippage or, or vegetable spillage, you don't necessarily want any kind of wind in your face to blow that onto your, like, Amiri sweater. So, exactly. you know, I'm really glad that we closed the loop on that. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and that we've decided that tube form is a no go, and um, eating Subway should never be convoluted with some other activity. It should always be 100% focus on the sub at hand, and to enjoy all of the sensory uh, pleasures that come along with it. 
Preach it. Preach it, King. <laughs> um, thank you to the Breadheads for following along as we close that loop. I will say, though, <laughs> that one activity that um, could accommodate a Subway sandwich, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call it, like, Netflix, Netflix and Nourish. You know, Netflix and Nosh. <laughs> <laughs> because you're already seated. There's presumably a table nearby. And you have a lot of time to indulge so like you could like watch a whole episode of too hot to handle while you like mal on your spicy italian and in theory that <laughs> scenario coming back to our original idea around like what is a combination of sandwich and activity that could improve both i think the right sandwich and show pairing could make both better yeah that's actually an excellent point but you can be eating on your spicy Italian and learning about how Francesca is going to deal with this um, sticky situation she's got herself into while you're licking your fingers with that sticky sweet onion sauce. Yeah, exactly. Or you could like be eating a lame sandwich, like a cold cut combo and watching a lame show like new girl. And just like, it would just like further convince you to go buy a cardigan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you're right. I just, I do enjoy uh, eating and watching. I, I find myself doing that like more often than not, especially uh, as a single man. You know. Yeah, sometimes television is the only um, companionship you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I like to dive into the somewhat fictional world of Too Hot to Handle, um, and just pretend I'm there. Yeah. Exactly. So that I could see then if so like if watching watching media and eating sandwiches can be paired well together naturally they improve each other then there is an opportunity for subway to introduce media into their spaces in order to create that pairing so I'm not mm. thinking TVs in the in the restaurant I think that's a cop out I'm thinking more like events like a movie night or a or like a film release night or a a drive-in sandwich event <laughs> or maybe I they lo- could bring sandwiches to the movie theater oh yeah i love both of these ideas i think um you know post-covid life i think when we're back when we're allowed to like hang out with each other again i think that'll be a great idea and the fact that we can um you know not only make subway like a place you can uh, feed yourself but also a place where you can um you know just live the experience that like live fresh lifestyle you know mm-hmm. maybe we can have like a like uh i don't know some environmentalist documentary playing that seems like it would be on brand wow i didn't even think about like the type of content i was just thinking like like <laughs> The art, or the clientele probably just wants to like rewatch The Office again. But it makes <laughs> yeah. way more sense to like uh, build a a playlist of shows that are dedicated to food and like or maybe like other subway values. Mm-hmm. Um, an MVP in this area would potentially be like some kind of music video idea. Like, you know how like the soundtrack to Subway is already kind of like a core element of the dining and experience. Um, and then also, I don't know about you, but like, I like this, I like to spend time with my friends watching music videos and just kind of like listening and, and watching and talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's like a low commitment way to have something on the screen that you don't really have to watch. You can kind of, you know, passively consume while you consume your sandwich. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause like nine out of, ten, nine out of 10 times, the music video itself isn't going to um, really provide anything new for you. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of the point. It's just a place for your eyes to wander off to. Mm -hmm. Something to focus on. Mm -hmm. We should probably talk about this, uh, this teacher in BC who got busted Mm. taking her students out to subway during school hours. Another controversy with Subway. I feel like every week now, Subway is dropping the meatball. Yeah, or... it always seems to be the setting for some kind of conspiracy or um, weird 
political agenda or some other breaking of ethics. It's true. If if Big Subway isn't the protagonist, then Subway itself is the backdrop for all strange news articles. Yeah. So I'll give you guys a quick overview of this. So basically, teacher had her license uh, temporarily suspended because she was caught taking her grade six students um, out of her class and for snack runs in her personal car. So... Sounds like a fucking awesome teacher, first of all. Yeah. Like, imagine having her as a as a teacher. Like, I would love to skip out on class. It's like either you're watching a movie. That's like the best class day, school day can get. You know, or you uh, get to do one better and leave entirely. Yeah, I would 100% be stoked if I could go on a, like, illicit field trip with my teacher to get some snacks. Mm-hmm. usually i'd have to skip class to do that yeah what i find interesting about this too is like not only is it like just in general like poor practice um but with covid there's also like physical distancing that's not happening so i think mm. that's why she's in such big trouble um but well, it sounds there's, like it's only like... three days so yeah, she, okay. didn't, she didn't get suspended for too long, which is actually I'm surprised because it was kind of a trip, triple header of like illegitimate ideas. She was taking kids out of the classroom like when she wasn't supposed to. She wasn't social distancing. Um, she obviously thought it was a pandemic. Uh, and she, <laughs> according to the article, she was putting more kids in her vehicle than she had seatbelts available. So she was also doing some dangerous driving. So you'd think that would get more than just a slap on the wrist for uh, getting that hat tricks of bad behavior. Yeah, no kidding. Like you're literally breaking the law as well as breaking like the rules of what your job is. Totally. Insane. You know what though? I bet you the school board just saw, oh, that she just wanted to take him to Subway. That is a (laughs) affordable, healthy option. She's stealing good (laughs) values on today's youth. (laughs) Just a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I mean, who's to say that the kids weren't in some, you know, poor financial situation and just, you know, their parents weren't making them lunch, maybe, or they didn't give them, you know, enough money to buy lunch. Um, so teachers say, you know what, I'm going to do my do my part here. I'm going to take these kids out the subway yeah, and treat we really them don't... to a nice value pick. I completely agree. We don't know the whole story here, and we know, but we do know that the Great Core has disrupted many a child's home life. Mm-hmm. So if the teacher may be just uh, doing a favor, you know? Yeah, exactly. Is it truly a bad thing if, you know, she's caring for these kids and um, making their lives better? Yeah, I don't... I, it, this is, it's a moral gray area for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Now, one thing that caught my eye with this article was how they referred to the trip to Subway as a snack run. <laughs> <laughs> and that I did a I did a double take on those words snack run because ah, yes. to me a trip to Subway is a full meal deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like even if you're not getting comboed up, you are walking out of there full as can be. Like you're not 100%. you're not you're not getting lunch an hour later after a trip to Subway. Hell no. Like, are they just macking on the cookies? I don't get it. Yeah, it's actually a good question. Like, if it's just cookies, then she's a fucking awesome teacher. Yeah, I mean, but sub yeah, Subway. It's it's no uh, it's no snack run in our experience. And no, I'm not gonna go in there and just get cookies. How could you resist the that signature menu? You know. I know, and much like somebody who doesn't enjoy pbrs um if you only go for six inches like we're judging you off the rip that's a good point yeah i think we if you're drinking a heineken with your six inch cold cut like dude you're something's wrong with you bro yeah that's a wussy move right there yeah what kind of construction worker are you (laughs) you you must must work in the admin office no kidding you must be really giving up (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i bet you yeah, <laughs> it's like something <laughs> someone that would like stand in line outside an Adidas store would do. Just drink a Heineken and eat a six inch. <laughs> Just real weak energy. Yeah. Um, um but fu- in- 
Okay, interestingly enough, I'm about to wow you with a subway fact that kind of contradicts my own like uh, astoundedness at this situation. When okay, hear hear me out here. This is a big deal. When mm-hmm. Subway first introduced the six inch sandwich to their menu, they didn't call it the six inch. They originally introduced it as the snack. That was the name of it. <laughs> the snack. Wow. It was spelled S N A K. What um what timeline are we working with here? I don't have a date. I just have the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm have wondering sources. if uh, I'm wondering if like similar to inflation, like did people like eat more or something back then? Like I'm thinking like yo, lifespans were shorter, your money didn't go as far or went further. Is it the same thing with food? Like, did you consume a whole six inch and call it a snack? Or maybe mm-hmm. is it the nutritional value back then was just way different. So, you know, it seemed as if it was a snack. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I Part of me thinks the rebrand could simply be a design system consistency. They need to <laughs> align it with the foot long and mm-hmm. uh, then further perpetuate that they are the masters of measurement. Mm. Maybe it was never a six inch. Like, do we know for a fact that it was six inches in length? Because I can imagine them, like, you know, they might have a snack type sandwich um, that's different from the foot long. Mm. And then they they eventually, like, phase that out and say, you know, we're just going to chop this in half because it's more sustainable and scalable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Or the original snack, it could have been like in slider territory or like right now Subway's offering these god-awful, absolutely stupid (laughs) Mighty Melts, which are just like basically a two-inch sandwich. (laughs) So the snack could have been something similar to that. They've probably been wrestling with this idea for as long as sandwiches have existed, but Mm -hmm. uh, they may have just appended a few more inches to that melt to create Mm -hmm. the six-inch we know today. Mm-hmm. interestingly enough the the mighty melt the two inch mighty melt still works within their system because it's like a like two square inch type thing so it's like mm-hmm. four four inches in area so like mm-hmm. the ingredients still work with it which is fascinating to me yeah and if you pop three by three you actually create a square foot long <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's why i think part of the reason for the rebrand may just be alignment with their um, design system yeah so uh when they call it a snack run i'm shocked but also i can understand because at the root of subway the six inch was always the snack and i I, Mm -hmm. i'm yeah there's kind of like a joke about like you are what you eat here i'm trying to like dance around are you calling me a snack well neither of us eat six inches true we're more man than that yeah yeah there's uh so much on this menu that we need to dive into still we're 28 episodes in and we haven't even talked about um many melts in depth yet oh i don't don't know if we need to uh yeah i don't know if we need to go into much more detail than that but (laughs) um yeah we only order the footlong, so. Yeah. I I feel like Mighty, even the name is stupid. Like, they put this, like, overtly ambitious name on a two-inch sandwich just so you could, like, to convince people that it's actually, like, I don't know, bigger than it is, like, less mm-hmm. flimsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really had no idea. Yeah. What else, what else we got on our, our topics list today? Oh, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, one, I'm not quite done thinking. Of, I, I still had a few more thoughts about this, uh, this article that we read, this uh, controversy with this teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like, so you're going to Subway. What? You're going for a snack run and you're not getting the cookies. Like, what are these kids ordering at Subway? What are the kids getting at Subway nowadays? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, in this, um, in the sensitizing media here, in this like featured image, 
on the oh, window. Oh, you have the says, article uh, pulled up. You teed up the article. Oh yeah, uh, in the image here, they have a poster in the window that says three dollars and fifty cents for the sub of the day. So I don't know. This does not sound like BC. Like, there's no way this is anywhere near us because three fifty for anything at Subway is a crazy deal. Yeah, the cost um, of living is way too high here to uh, for that to exist. That's basically giving away a sandwich. Yeah, I mean it's in the Peace River district, so <laughs> <laughs> um, so that just means you can pretty much live there for free. Yeah, um, or someone might even pay you to live there. Um, wow. But three fifty for I'm I'm guessing a six inch. That's not bad. And if you have four or five students in your car. You know, just enough to break the seatbelt requirement. Mm-hmm. What's that? Three fifty times five, like eighteen dollars. Yeah, seventeen fifty. So, so you could drop a twenty and feed the whole feed the whole family. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if if I'm a teacher and I'm like, you know, doing a shit job at teaching, and I'm worried that my students are going to snitch on me, I might, you know, take a few of them to Subway and just bribe them. Mm-hmm. It's snack time, kiddos. Order whatever a... you want off the classic menu. <laughs> I've had, <laughs> yeah. Keep your eyes to the lower third of the menu, please. <laughs> um, but you know, I had a similar situation actually in high school. One of our teachers um, was, you know, I think it was might have been her first or second year teaching, and she just really just wasn't ready for the job. Um, she had no experience, and she was so bad at teaching Spanish. It was a Spanish class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we kind of let her know <laughs> because, you know, in high school, you know, where kids are, kids can be a little brutal. So I think, uh, eventually the vice principal had caught wind of how bad she was doing. So he sat in on a lesson. Um, and this was clearly because of like, you know, us just being loud about it. A bully. It. You were bullying your teacher. We we're bullying our teacher. And then I remember one day she actually brought in churros for everyone. <laughs> so she, mm. she attempted to do the same thing as uh, our, our subway lady here. She attempted to buy our happiness with um, some kind of themed treat. So in Spanish class, obviously, obviously the churros make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Very appropriate. Yeah. I'm wondering what class this lady was teaching for her to go to subway. Or yeah. does that even play a part? I'm imagining it was like a home act. Maybe she was a PE teacher that couldn't. They, I mean, PE teachers actually have very good guests because she drove there, right? Yeah, I so would she's say obviously maybe, not doing um, her job. Yeah, I would say maybe like trigonometry because of all the um, system and measurement, you know, integration. Mm. So she, maybe she was maybe it was part of the lesson plan. Like, hey, um, how many of these triangles can you fit on a six inch? If the if the triangle is um, three inches in width. <laughs> yeah, actually, trigonometry is a great guess because even just the sheer complexity of um, performing an order at Subway is enough to uh, stump the brightest minds. 100%. <laughs> Potentially even like a communications class. Like, here's how you deal with poor employees <laughs> or, or, or unhappy employees. <laughs> <laughs> It's really a no-brainer for her, actually, as a trigonometry teacher, because, uh, like, as a kid, you're pretty excited about Subway. Like, it, when I was a kid and I would visit Subway, reflecting back on um, uh, young Ty, glow-up Ty, um, <laughs> I would I would keep it simple at Subway. You're like your your orders aren't very complicated. Like, I don't think a, a like twelve-year-old kid is like really going to go for like the more the the more expensive meals like the the sweet onion chicken teriyaki or right or the um like the steak and cheese they'll probably stick to like your cold cuts your ham your turkey breast they might not even get it toasted maybe Mm -hmm. just like simple simple yellow mustard mayo yeah they're not um sophisticated enough to be playing with the wet to dry ratio within the sandwich Mm-hmm. which is a real shame because like we've talked before about how a child should be the creative director of subway <laughs> given their imagination like i want a, a child in charge of subway but as soon as you put a child like on the client side of the glass partition i feel like they they freeze up they get stage fright <laughs> they get lame wow that's true and we both know that creative directors um 
it's like a it's like a false job title so it'd be perfect like you you don't require you're not required to really do anything um yeah, you totally. just simply have to spit out ideas from time to time and uh you know everyone else does all the implementation for you yeah i re- i really have a bone to pick with creative directors if you, if you if any of the breadheads see a someone on linkedin that says their title is creative director but they're looking for a job they're not a creative <laughs> director you need to be directing something <laughs> to have that title you're something else if you're if you're unemployed yeah exactly what are you <laughs> what are you creatively directing if you're yeah exactly not working creative direction is an action you you can only say you're doing you are it when you're doing it mm-hmm. we, we like to assume that title though when we uh walk into subway instantly everyone yeah. on the client side of the glass partition is a creative director even i would even <laughs> say the artists are it is an entire room full of creative directors it's basically <laughs> a it's basically a conference <laughs> oh beautiful subway has the highest concentration of creative directors than any advertising agency or design Holy studio shit. out there wow it's a hundred percent creative directors that ratio is unmatched <laughs> yeah Holy yeah shit. it's literally every single person it's incredible <laughs> uh. which is great they're they're uh yeah further blurring and uh, watering down the definition of creative director, which I am here for. Absolutely. That's what we strive for here at, at Think Fresh podcast, further mm. blurring the lines between art and artist and, um, you know, fact and fiction. And democratizing creativity. Absolutely. Um, I think that's uh, about does it for today, man. Any other, yeah. any other thoughts or I think we're good. No, I think this has been um, a wonderful journey with you today, Eric. Thank you mm-hmm. for always being down to clown. And thank yeah. you to all the herbs for following along today. I hope you guys got your your daily daily bread dose. Yeah, it's fun to, uh, you know, stretch our minds a little bit and do a double double episode with you. Wouldn't, wouldn't mm-hmm. choose anyone else to do it with. It's, it's too true. All right, breadheads. We will uh, see you next time on Think Fresh. Absolutely. Bon appetito. Ciao.